We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Crossing route, Gurley makes the catch 20. First down, he hurdles. Far side of the field, stays on his feet. Inside the 10, Todd Gurley making his case for MVP. Wait, he throws back shoulder. Higby reaches out and makes an incredible catch for a first down. Off his back foot, he throws to the end zone. Cooper Cup leaping to make the catch. Out of bounds, he has it for six. He's got a knee-high snap, looking left. Now over the middle, he pump fakes. He rolls to his right with Connor Barwin pursuing. He knocks him down. The ball is thrown up in the air and batted away. Incomplete. The Rams' defense clinches it. Goff will come on the field for victory formation. The Rams' sideline across the field from us erupts in celebration. And so the playoffs are coming back to L.A. This January at the Coliseum. We, not me, versus the NFC. And for the first time since 2003, the Rams are NFC West champions. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is managing editor Derek C. Paul with the man, the myth, the legend, the man with the golden dome, Norm Hightower, and little Stevie, Steve Ribeiro. It is a special night. Ndamukong Sue. he's a Ram. Guys, how you doing? Ecstatic. It's a great day. Great day to be a Ram fan. Ram fan. And Ram player. You can't you can't even think right now. You're just your head's spinning, your room's falling apart. <laughs> hey man. Hell of a day. Markel Fultz is back. We got two. Beckham's on the way. I mean, what more do we want? 
For those of you who don't know, uh, Steve's a, uh, a Sixers fan. All you LA yeah. fans out there, the rest Me. of us, you know, we're just looking at him like he's weird. Blaine but, and I are Sixers fans, oh. repping the Rams talk team. Oh, good gosh, vomit! All right, um, before we move on, we what we want to do here is, hey, please head on over to iTunes because that five star review. We'd really appreciate it. The uh, we've been getting some great feedback from folks on these reviews, and it's just helping us out, helping us grow. Our numbers are higher than ever which blows my mind because it's off-season. We're not even regular season, so thank you very much. It's uh, pretty freaking awesome. Also, you can follow us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Android, Google Play, yeah, Google Play, and also we're on iveatradio.com Wednesdays at 10 a.m. and on weekends at 10 a.m. So there you go. There's the whole spiel. We Guys, we, we waited a while here. We waited for this whole thing, this big this big. The long process, just last night, Norm and I were just saying, hey, hey calm down, it'll be all right. You know, <laughs> how do you guys feel? How do you analyze this? Well, I, as I spoke to you before the podcast, Derek, I think we have potentially the best defensive tackle duo of all time. Time will tell on that, but on paper and and all that, it, it's – uh it's pretty damn awesome. You you look at who we have on our defensive line now and who we have in our secondary. Yeah, Russell Wilson's in tears right now. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> and I can't wait for for Sue to walk in the the locker room and 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 just holler to the top of his lungs, "My name is Sue. How do you do?" <laughs> just, just like Johnny Cash said. Is Steve is Steve choking over there? I think so. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was a good one. I mean, and look, man, when when you have the best player at his position, if not on that entire side of the ball, and you add another top five player at his position, maybe number two. I mean, I don't care how the math plays out. I don't know if Sue is a perfect fit for what the Rams need at defensive line. doesn't matter. Now you have two of the top five defensive linemen. You add in Brockers, who's probably starting – on 32 teams in the NFL and is a very good player of his own, right? You can't double team. If you double team both of them, there's going to be a guy open if it's a four-man rush. I mean, there are two guys that demand a double almost every play. And when you put those guys together along with another defensive tackle who's no slouch, that it's almost unguardable. And, Norm, like you said, I think Russell Wilson might sign with the Yankees in a couple of days full-time. <laughs> it's, uh, it's funny, too, to look at uh, when you look at Sue's statistics going back since he was drafted, there's only I think there's only one year that he didn't play in all 16 games. So he's, I mean, you're not going to hurt the guy. And you've got Aaron Donald, you know, the beast over there. And the two of them together with Brockers, who's been stepping up and playing phenomenal, this is going to be crazy. I can't wait. You know, you got you got our defensive backs locking down wide receivers and teams can't pass because there's nobody open. And then you got Sue and Donald and Brockers chasing you down in the backfield. Good God. This is going to be fun to watch. Yeah. There are there, the things you mentioned about Sue only missing two games. He wasn't even injured those two games. He was suspended mm-hmm. due to his Tom Fulry on the field. Yeah. I just wanted to use the word Tom Fulry there just because I could, <laughs> but I, he's, he's, incredibly durable one of the most durable players in the league 
it's going to be really hard for any offense to even try and plan for them. Now, we did mention another thing in before podcast conversation. You said duo. We want to stress the words duo because then if you start talking entire defensive lines, you start thinking, well, there's the fearsome foursome. And there's been several other great ones over the years as well. We're just talking duos right now, right now, defensive tackles. Is that right? Yeah, just just two players side by side on the defensive line. I there there's some comparables out there, but I think potentially uh, these guys could be the top by the end of the season. And our Super Bowl odds have been going up, you know, in Vegas and all that stuff. And after today, I think they're going to go up even more. And and I don't think it's just Sue making that much of an impact. It's having such impactful players on the same defensive line with that new secondary. You know, if we can sign some decent linebackers, we're going to be tough this year. And God yeah. forbid, God forbid we sign OBJ. Oh my God. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll definitely get to that. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> in terms of linebackers, I mean, you put NFL caliber linebackers. They don't even have, like if they're starting level, borderline starting level, around those three guys in the defensive line and around those four guys in the secondary, I mean, you're good. Every team's going to have a weakness somewhere. If ours is linebackers, as long as we get some decent players in there. Now, we already got Mark Barron, if he's there when the season starts, who wasn't a great fit for the system, but at least a talented guy. And with how well the defensive line and the secondary built, that's all you need is just players that can play football. Exactly. It it's 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 unbelievable to think of, you know, having a five-time pro bowler next to Aaron Donald. <laughs> I mean, think about that. You know, you got Aaron Donald who's arguably the best player in football right now. Uh by far, I think the best defensive lineman, and then you add a five five-time pro bowler, three three-time first team all pro uh, uh, God, how how do you how how do you defend this? Well, there's a couple thoughts too, and uh, I leave it to me. I have to be the guy who will throw you know water on the fire here, and folks, don't take it this way, please. I'm this our job to be a little objective here. Norman's rolling his eyes at me, guys. We still don't know exactly how he'll fit. In the past, and I think of the Redskins in the early 2000s, and I think of other sports where teams have stacked, you know, you know, stacked teams up and they fell apart. We, this team on paper is amazing. Defensive, they're amazing. Now we have to see if the chemistry works. Now we have to see if, you know, the, we, we brought some guys on with some, I don't want to say bad characters, because everybody's different Every and. I'm not gonna sit there and say Marcus Peters had bad character issues or, or Sue had bad character issues. I'm not going there, but we know that these are powerful personalities, and we do not know yet how they're gonna mix. If they mix well, this is a Super Bowl defense by far. If they don't mix well, uh oh. I'm yeah, just pointing well, that. I'm just pointing that out. I'm not even saying I believe that. I'm just being objective about it. I'm just being, I'm just going to the other side, playing devil's advocate a little bit. Let the rocks out of your head. You'll be okay. 
<laughs> well, Sue picked to come here, you know, and he knows what he's getting to. He knows that the team has a lot invested in Aaron Donald. But, and part of the reason I'm sure he signed a one-year deal is because of that on both sides. So you got to think, if he's choosing to come here, he's buying in. You know, with Marcus Peters, a little bit more questionable because he didn't come here by choice. He was traded here. Tlaib is somewhere in the middle. He pretty much came here by choice. But Sue, if he picked a sign here, he could have gone to Tennessee. He could have gone to New Orleans. He chose us. He knows what he's getting into. And I think he's ready for the for what's to come with this team. Well, Ian well, I... did say that, that, well, he took less. He yeah. took less to come here. On a short-term deal, which is, for him, he could have gotten a couple of years, at least from the Jets, for more money. He's obviously in it to win it, and... I think the point that I was going to make is you could you could put two rookie linebackers behind this defensive line, and I wouldn't be surprised if they make the Pro Bowl this year. Because with our defensive line, it's going to make our linebackers look good, even if they're bad. So I really think that by getting this deal done and you know getting Aaron Donald signed and getting all this stuff taken care of, and then filling in with the linebackers, uh, <laughs> we're going to be good. Yeah. yeah. This defense, man, is, it's crazy that it was one of the best defenses in the league last year, a pretty good amount of turnover, and now they're better. Well, it's almost like you're playing Madden, and you are just you can pick anybody you want. And, <laughs> you put, and you put Sue and Donald and Brockers on the same defensive line. I mean, come on. Yeah, well, the then, only difference is a Madden. You're gonna you're you will actually turn the salary cap mode off to get those players. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, after I'm, you I'm, get all those guys, you're like, let's go get Odell Beckham. Why not? We can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't see that deal happening. But oh my god, I mean, think about that. If it did happen, that'd be crazy. You yeah. know, Beckham wants to be the the number one paid player in the NFL and. You know, the Rams have salary cap, sure, in the next couple of years, but they don't have it right now. No, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I doubt it's going to happen, too. But there's definitely a team that would trade for Odell and invest the big money in him. And while I would like to see the Rams do that, I think, A, as much as this, the offensive system needs a number one receiver like Watkins, I think – Odell's kind of, he's an uber one receiver where he is, you know, the best of the best. And I think, you know, if, if he came here, I'd be ecstatic, obviously. And, I, you know, if we gave up a first round pick for him, still be ecstatic. But he's a guy that would have to buy into being in a passing scheme where the ball gets spread around a lot. In Washington, they had four guys that caught the ball. They had Reed, they had Crowder, Garcon, and Jackson. And... Any given game, one of those guys would have gotten a, barely any targets. And it was, we saw a, a little toned down version last year with Gurley, Cup, Woods, and Watkins. And Watkins was the guy that ultimately paid the price, even though he was the best out of the four on paper as a receiver, not as a player. But so if Beckham did come here, there he'd have to check his ego at the door a little bit. And rightfully so, I. I don't think he would want to do that. And in his position in his career, he's one of the most top two or three at least talented receivers in the NFL. He should be getting fed like he deserves. And I don't know if he would if he came here. But like I said, if he came here, uh, throw those takes in the garbage. I'm all in. 
Well, let's, let's let's broach the numbers on that. But before we even go that far, let's go ahead and throw a shout out to our sponsors at the Golden Ram Barbershop, Sal Martinez at one three seven five five Golden West Street, Westminster, California nine two six eight three. I'm looking at Steve right now, and I can tell you, Steve needs a haircut. He needs a haircut. Okay, <laughs> it gets worse. He, my gosh, the guy's a furball. Okay, he <laughs> needs to make the trip over to Sal's Barbershop. And have the full Rams conversation. The walls, all Rams jerseys, all Rams posters, pictures, you name it. And then you get in his chair and you talk football with this guy for a good half hour. And the guy knows his stuff. He's been there and done that like Norm has been, so on and so forth. The the true blue, real deal barbershop experience. Give him a call. 714-894-7267. Again, it's 714-894-7267. That's promo code RamsTalk. And get an appointment. Hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturdays, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Close on Sundays. One more time, the Golden Ram Barbershop at 714-894-7267. Okay, just so you guys know, numbers-wise, right now this deal puts the Rams right around $14 million in salary cap. Now they're going to need about $20 million-ish to re-sign Donald this summer, if they wish. Mark Barron if they release him post June 1st is that's $9 million back. So that'll put them back over 23 in cap space. I don't see how you can make a trade for OBJ sign the extension he wants this year and then expect to do Aaron Donald this year as well. I don't see how that happens. Unless Donald is willing to wait a year. I don't know. Thoughts? You know, he could be willing to wait a year if they get Beckham, but I'm sure they'd be like, look, you're going to get paid. Like, there'd have to be an under-the-table agreement where even if something bad happens to Donald, they're going to give him his money regardless. With OBJ, I mean, if you could get a player like that, it's kind of one of those things where you just do it and you figure it out later. And But, you know... I really think you're right. I think you got to keep Donald at all costs. I think if they were able to get Beckham, obviously they'd they'd have to move Barron, and I think you'd see some other moves start to happen too to clear cap. Because at all costs, if you get Beckham, you're going to want to keep Donald too. But there's not really a path to keeping both of them long term, and that would be the problem with trading for OBJ. Yeah, there's there's I don't think there's any way they could do it. I mean, I'm expecting to see, like, trade alert, the Rams get Gerald McCoy for the defensive <laughs> line. You know? I mean, God, you just – it's its crazy. When I when I heard the OBJ rumors today, I was thinking, well, maybe they're thinking about doing that if they don't think they're going to get Sue. And then not too long after that, I get the alert. Sue's a Ram. I'm like, well, there goes OBJ. There's no way they're going to be able to do both. I don't see how it's possible – especially since OBJ wants to be the highest play, you know, paid player in the NFL. Uh, and like you, you said, Steve, he's going to have to check his ego at the door, and I don't, I don't really think he wants to. And I don't blame him if he doesn't because he's, he's got the hype right now. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just stick with the, the Sue madness right now and just go, holy crap, we've got arguably one of the best defensive fronts in football arguably one of the best defensive backfields in football and 
start looking at what we're going to do next in the draft because it, it's going to be crazy for sure. I'm going to float something out there for you guys and tell me if I am wearing a tinfoil hat, if I've completely lost my marbles, which you'll probably tell me anyways, but just tell me, okay? I think the Rams got in on OBJ on purpose. I think that they – let's just put it this way. The moment it gets out that OBJ could be traded, tell me that the rest of the league wasn't calling the, calling the Giants too. I'm sure they were. So why, of all the teams calling the Giants, it's only the Rams that make the New York Daily News today about it? Why? Well, I, just, I, I think it was something that they leaked – to get Sue to say, listen, you need to sign or we're going to move on. It's not, it, I, not a bad theory. Okay. Teams, teams leak that stuff all the time, and that would make sense. A couple hours later, show, lo and behold, Sue's a ram. I'm just saying. I'm not saying they did it, but it wouldn't surprise me. And it kind of, it honestly, in this somewhat diabolical world of the NFL, it makes sense. Listen, you got, if, if you're not, if you're not going to sign, fine, but we still have to move on. You know, so hey, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and, and, and make that call on OBJ. But given the fact the Rams do have a lot of cast space next year, I can't even then rule it out going for him. They'd have to move a lot of things around. They'd have to do a lot of weird weird stuff with the roster. They'd have to renegotiate some people. They'd have to see if Aaron Donald would be willing to wait a bit longer, but I can't outright dismiss them going after him. A number one receiver on this team right now makes them, to me, the best team in the NFL by far. And if you're not even going to proactively see what the market is for him, then you're not doing your job. Because a guy like that doesn't come on the market very often. So when a guy like Sammy Watkins came on the market last year, the Rams jumped all over it. And Beckham is Watkins. You know, we've argued, at least me and Derek, for Watkins a lot and that he's a really good player. But he's not even on the same tier or even close to the same tier as Beckham Beckham is in another world talent wise so when a guy like that comes to the market you have to at least see what the value is and try and make a move on him if if you can if the price is right and part like you said it's definitely possible that they leaked it to try and pressure Sue into signing or it's possible they just got leaked too and they're actually interested in them you never know I, I'm loving Twitter tonight, though. I'm sitting here looking at they got Russell Wilson in tears. <laughs> I'm just I'm, I see that and I'm thinking, you know, he probably really is. He, he probably really is reacting that way. And then they got a guy from uh, from the Simpsons standing there wetting his pants. <laughs> I mean, Twitter is going nuts. It's awesome. I, I'm. This is this is the fun time to be a Rams fan and a fun time to cover the Rams. And, you know, we talked about it last night in our podcast on, you know, early in the early in the league year before free agency opened, you know, you got blockbuster trade, blockbuster trade, and you're going, oh, my God, the Rams are just killing it right now. And then it was like silence. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, oh, my God. And then, OK, Sue might be coming. And then people are freaking out and blowing their tops and, you know, losing their lids and everything over the fact that he hadn't signed yet. And we're like, oh, just chill out. It's all right. You know, he'll make up his mind soon. And then the next day, boom, Sue's a Ram. And now it's all the hype again. So it's been crazy. I'm loving it. I'm really loving it. Yeah, you're a McDonald's fan. I'm loving it. Um, <laughs> just 
<laughs> Leave it to Derek to have food on his mind. <laughs> hey, you guys remember when our off seasons used to be uh, signing Cortland Finnegan and Jared Cook and getting really excited about it, and now we're just getting <laughs> all pros left and right. Like, what a what a weird turn. Even a year ago, like if I told you a year ago that we would win the division, and then load up on three different all pros in the off season to make a run for the Super Bowl, like, I'd be like, all right, slow your roll, man. Don't be that optimistic. But here we are. It was a big deal to get Cortland Finnegan now. Let's just be honest. That was the <laughs> it signing. Somebody came to us. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like that meme with um when uh, Dave Chappelle was doing Rick James and he's like, come and come to me, come to me, come to me. By the way, I gotta say this before, I'm gonna forget. I'm, I'm bouncing around. Sorry guys, I'm bouncing around a little bit. But if any of you have been the Jim Everett's Twitter tonight. His his tweet is the funniest one I've seen, and he's talking about Les Snead. You know, he's got a picture of a guy in an X-ray, and he's got bowling balls for cojones in the picture, and it's freaking hilarious. And talking about the job that Les Snead's done, and one we we love Jim Ever here, um, friend of the show for sure. Um, but two, is that not true? That dude came into this offseason with some iron, you know. To do what he's done. Oh, absolutely. And with this move especially, what I've always loved about Les Snead is he's always gone for the best player available, whether it's a draft or free agency. Not as much in terms of going for need, just going for just guys that can ball. And the two most notable ones were when he drafted Aaron Donald and Todd Gurley, who weren't pressing needs for the team at all in either position. And he sees those guys going to be future studs. He takes them. They change the course of this franchise. This offseason, we needed linebackers. We might have needed another wide receiver. Maybe could have gotten a new lineman or two. And here we are getting another defensive tackle. And rightfully so, because this guy is a monster. And you're putting him next to another monster. We got King Kong Godzilla on the offensive line, man. We just got two beasts. Like, (laughs) you can't go wrong with that. King Kong Godzilla? This is not Mothra. (laughs) Well, I'm taking the top two. The, uh, two. The best of the best. Oh, God, Derek, I just saw that Jim Maverick tweet. That is awesome. <laughs> I had the Rams talk account retweet it. Guys, you, you must follow Jim Maverick, guys. If you're not following Rams great Jim Maverick, then then you don't belong on Twitter. Go follow him. Okay, a um, couple more things here. Steve, one of the reasons we waited for Steve on the show tonight was because Steve is currently working in New York. Are you allowed to say who you work for? Yeah. I work for the NBA. Wow. I don't know how much I can get into details, but that is he works the NBA. Uh, what so, I'm doing. You know, the co- a competition league. Uh, okay. Um, the better so, league, no offense. Oh, what? In the NFL? Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Don't yeah. say that. On I'm not NFL saying that I like, well, the Rams are the best team, but I mean, well, I got to rep my brand. Okay. Well, true. You're, that's who you work for. But you're in New York. You. you are close to you see the Giants news every day, the Jets news every day. Um, what is the response overall you're seeing about the OBJ rumors? Nobody wants to trade him. I mean, he, I haven't seen any Giants fan who's like OBJ scrub, get rid of him. Like even if you're going to rebuild, you know, in the NBA, if your team's looking to blow it up, you know, and you got a star player, you can get a haul for him. And it makes sense because in the NBA, you it makes sense to gut your team, get a lottery pick or two, because one lottery pick can change the course of your franchise for 10 years. 
the NFL, it's not that easy. You have you have to have 22 guys who can play well. In the NBA, you need five, and you really only need one or two. So unless you're going to get two or three first-round picks for Beckham, it doesn't make sense to move on from that guy right now. Unless you are dead set on this guy's gone, you're going to get rid of him. And obviously, Giants fans are not thrilled with this. And I think that, you know, they wouldn't be too upset with kind of going all in on the rebuild. But at the same time, like, they've already got that second overall pick. They get a quarterback that can really put them back on the map. They don't need to blow it up. And if you're going to draft a quarterback, why would you take away his best chance at developing quickly, which is throwing the ball to Beckham? So people people are not... (laughs) I don't think anyone would be happy if Beckham got moved unless it was for like an RG3 level haul. Well, how are they feeling about his overall behavior? I mean, he's been been caught doing some weird things of late or allegedly doing some weird things of late. Is that affecting the possibility the team could trade him? Are they getting tired of him overall? I know that obviously the fans aren't, but as a team, you know, and, and one more question to add on to that is with all those issues in mind, would he do well in L.A. if, by chance, some kind of trade were to ever happen? Yeah, obviously, he had a questionable video go out this offseason. Um, I don't need to go into detail either here, but if you want to look it up. So, uh, Giants fans are probably not thrilled about that. That's not something you want to see your best player doing at all. But it's a guy like that. They don't come around that often, and... You want to get him better under your roof than have him go somewhere else and get better and, you know, just really come around and hurt you in the long run. With Beckham, he's kind of like Gronk in a bit where he he does some stuff off the field, but it doesn't normally affect how he is on the field. And that's, I think, if, you know, if he's okay, okay enough in New York, I don't think the L.A. scene would really be as be that detrimental to him. He's the guy that when he's out there, you know, he had a couple shaky games early in this season, but when he's out there, he balls and he goes hard. He's a fierce competitor. He's the guy that you want to go to war with. I think Giants fans know that. And obviously when news comes out like that about your star player, it's never good. You're never happy about it. But when you believe in a guy that's as good as Beckham is, you, this, you got to roll with the punches and go from there and, have his back and help him get better and help him really get his head in the game, which when it's at, when he's on the field, it's almost always in the game. He gets angry. He gets frustrated, but he doesn't quit that often. And I say that often because he has before, but not, not as much. If he was on a team like LA and they were rolling and he was getting his touches, I think he'd be fine. Can we lose Derek? No, I was waiting for you. <laughs> we haven't talked in a while. Well, you were asking Steve questions, so I was that's, like, that's "Okay, true. I'm just, I'm gonna sit here and listen because Steve's the New York expert." <laughs> <laughs> what do you got on OBJ? I, I just I don't I haven't really wasted much time thinking about it because it's just not going to happen. There's just no way the Rams can afford him. So <laughs> I really haven't thought that much about it, to be honest with you. It was a it was a pipe dream when it was announced. I think you're absolutely right when. You said that uh, you think the Rams did it to to get Sue's attention, and uh, if that's what they did, good going because they they got him to sign. So, as far as OBJ goes, 
he's not coming to the Rams. It's it's a pipe dream. And most people thought that about Sue too. So you know, yeah, who knows? But uh, I'm not putting anything past the Rams after this offseason. This has been just ridiculous bomb after bomb of just crazy moves. If that comes the next year to drop, I wouldn't even be shocked. It's been that weird. Yeah, but. I think now you're to the point where salary cap is a big deal. Getting Aaron Donald under contracts, a big deal. Figuring out who we're going to have play linebackers, a big deal. And I just don't think they have the money to go out and splash too much more. So I, I, I haven't put a lot of thought into OBJ because of that. Yeah. I, but guys, I'm going to say this. It's not completely out of the realm. If they can move some money around, it's, Odds are low, and please don't take this as me saying it's going to happen. But if, let's just say, they they make the deal for OBJ, okay, and he's going to cost you, what, almost $20 million a year? Oh, if, they, if he gets the extension, probably somewhere around there. So then you go off and you are going to have to – you know, cut Baron and June 1st, and then you're going to have to restructure some contracts for next year and so on and so forth. It's possible. Freaking hard, but you're talking it's about possible. having two, you're talking about having two players on our team that add up into over $40 million in cap space. Well, that all it means is you haven't, you're not going to have Jack for death in the end. You're, you're not, you're going to basically have a two man team out there if that's the case. So, it, it just doesn't seem feasible, and the, the Rams have too many guys coming up on contracts to really restructure much. I, I just don't see it happening. And, and, you know, if they figure out a way to pull it off, great. But, you know, I'm, I'm just thrilled at what we have now, and I'm, looking, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the draft now. I mean, this is, this is probably one of the most important drafts the Rams have had in a very long time. Because- and as crazy as it sounds, I think – we're going to draft all defensive players pretty much. They really do. I mean, they might go after a receiver. And, you know, I know you guys are big on on Sammy Watkins. And, and you know, I used to be. And, and I still don't think he's a bad player. But I really think with the combination of players that we have now on the team that I don't really think we need to go out and get a wide receiver. Uh, it, 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 with We don't need to go out and get a wide receiver like OBJ. Because we can't afford him. We can't afford him now or in the future. So, you know, I think Josh Reynolds and, you know, maybe this will be Tavon's year to step up. I mean, we've been saying that for a long time. So, you know, it's probably not going to happen. But if it does, great. But you got Robert Woods, who played like a number one receiver last year. You got Cooper Cup, who obviously didn't play like a rookie. And you've got some other talent there in the wide receiver core with the Rams. So I really don't see it as being a huge need and if our defense is as tough as we think they're going to be the Rams offense is going to have the football a whole lot more and that just makes their odds a lot better so I think you're right I think we could we could absolutely see them draft maybe uh four or five inside and outside linebackers in the draft I mean I wouldn't shock me a bit no not at all I think what it was more for Watkins with me is what his gravity brought to the offense in that you put a guy there on the outside as good as Watkins and you have to, Stevens just have to pay attention to him. And that's why I was kind of hoping that, you know, we don't 
I agree with you, you don't need an OBJ splash. I was kind of hoping for a guy like Terrell Pryor, who as bad of a year as he had last year, if he's on the outside, you got to pay attention to that guy. And he kind of would have filled in a way what ended up ultimately being Sammy Watkins' role, even though he's not as good as Sammy Watkins. I think if you put a guy like Josh Reynolds out there, and no disrespect to Josh Reynolds, it's going to draw most of the premier corner attention towards Cup and Woods. And I think part of the reason why they flourished last year was because they didn't have that attention on them, and they were able to eat defenses in, alive in the middle of the field. So, I no, we don't need OBJ, but I would like to get a guy who's a real threat on the outside, and it could be Reynolds. I don't, I'm not ready to say it is because I haven't seen enough of him, but yeah, it could be someone from in house. Well, you know, they they resigned Tavon just for that reason. <laughs> it's not Tavon. I will say that adamantly. I'm going to throw some at you this, and just a thought here too is, what if? They do come underneath, and they st- they do start covering Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, and then Josh Reynolds burns them. He might not be as dynamic a route runner or the overall talent level that Watkins has, and you can go to film and see how talented Watkins is. I mean, that's it. He just didn't work out with Goff, and, and I'm telling you right now, if, if he'd stayed, if he had stayed, they would have fixed it. They've been fine this year. But he didn't. But I'm going to throw this out there. It's not going to take much if Reynolds is putting the work in and actually developing the skills we know he has. It's not going to take much for him to be enough of that deep threat to open things back up again for Woods and, and Cup. Just burn. Just burn a few times. Now, we've seen players... Step up from oblivion, become something. Marcus Colson. When was he? Where was he drafted? I think seventh round from the Saints. At a Hofstra, they don't even have a football yeah. program. I think he okay. was sixth round. Yeah, right. sixth seventh round. So Victor Victor Cruz. What was he when he became a star? I don't think he got drafted. He so wore a single digit number in the preseason. Exactly. So, you know, receivers, they're they're sometimes a mystery. They sometimes develop late, and if they found it, this diamond in the rough in Josh Reynolds and he just burns them a couple of times, we'll see those underneath routes open more. Yeah. I mean, that's what I hope happens. I just, I'm not ready to commit to Josh Reynolds that hard yet. And I think I've seen, and I don't, I'm not saying you guys are doing, I've seen people who are like, he's got this, like he'll step right in and like, you can't say that yet. We haven't, we've barely seen anything of this guy. I think he's got the potential to at least fill in, in the, the Watkins type role. He's not Watkins. I don't think he, will be Watkins, but in what will pretty much come down to being a fourth option, as long as he could just draw gravity to the outside, I think that's what we need. And Reynolds could be the guy, and I hope he is, but I wouldn't mind bringing in, like you said, Derek, maybe take a shot on a guy late in the draft, see what happens. Yeah, I think they will do that. I, I think they will go with a wide receiver at some point, you know, somebody that's got some size and speed. But uh, teams didn't really expect Todd Gurley to have the kind of year receiving that he had last year either. So, you know, you throw that into the mix and that changes everything as well. I don't see an issue with Josh Reynolds, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods uh, playing out there. Gerald Everett, I think, is going to, like Derek said in previous podcasts, I think he's going to step up and start being a little more dynamic this year. If Todd Gurley can continue to play the way that he did this last year, I think we have enough especially if we have a defense that's getting the ball in their hands a lot. 
And I, and I think that's the winning formula. You know, defense wins championships. And obviously, we talked about it. We're in a window where we could be really darn good, and now we are really darn good. I, I really think this is where they go for it. And they, there's too many holes in the defense still at linebacker. They're going to have to draft some. They're going to either that or they're going to have to pick up some one year free agents that they can, you know, that are serviceable that they can pay a little less money to. But uh, I really think they're going to have to fill that role through the draft. And, you know, with the amount of picks that we have later. I may they may try to move up now and, and get a, a better linebacker than we expected. If they hadn't signed Sue, I actually thought they were going to move up and go after Vita Via, but I don't know that they'll do that now. I don't think they will. Uh, so I really think they have a shot at maybe going after one of the higher-end linebackers. Which one? Who knows? You could. You really have to break it down Wade Phillips style, and that's hard to do because he can he'll he'll pick some players that we may not pick. Uh, because they they have different talent sets or different they fit his scheme better things like that so I really think the draft is where they're going to go for it this year and uh, I'm hoping I get to go and and watch it in person and it'd be it'd be awesome. Oh, you better go. Might as well see you in Mexico too for the <laughs> Kansas City game. All right, so we're gonna bring this bring this full circle here. We we started off defense, veered off to offense, came back, come back to defense as well. Uh, right now we're looking at our three down linemen. Brockers, Sue, and, of course, the incomparable Aaron Donald are secondary, probably on paper, the best in the league. LaMarcus Joyner, John Johnson, Marcus Peters, and Aqib Tlaib. Linebackers now, we don't even have a definitive starter. We think Samson Epicom is going to be that guy, one of them. One of them. So you need three more. You have a first-round draft pick that's going to be 23, and everybody on planet Earth is going to know that the Rams are targeting a linebacker. Tell me I'm wrong here, guys. Am I wrong? I mean, they're going to be targeting a linebacker. Then you're picking third in the third round. So they have to really hit on these things, right? They they, they can't swing a miss on this. They can't, and it's probably going to mean they're going to have to do some moving around. Yeah, well, I think... What do we pick? 23? 24? Yeah, 23. So, you can get a starter there, I think, at linebacker. We got Alec Ogletree in the 30s. So, I think if they get a starter in the first round, it would be nice to be able to move back up into the second, but I I think they'll be all right. And, really, our edge rushers are going to have the easiest job in the NFL next year. Like, those guys, if they can just be able to get to the quarterback on a clear path, that's, that's all we're asking for those guys because the other three boys in that line are going to be asked to do a lot, and I think they're going to do a lot. So really, I think getting another inside linebacker, whether it's next to Barron or replacing Barron, that's who they should target in the first round. Derek, I think you're right. Everybody is going to know that, and hopefully we don't get jumped. Well, bringing in Remick Wilson also helped. Uh, he, you know, He's not necessarily what most people would call an NFL starter, but he did start games and did fill the role very well. So we we, we probably might see him right now if, if they you know if they do they don't bring any free agent linebackers in and all they do is draft, I think you'll see Wilson play a lot. Uh, our options are open there. It's just you know, the way this offseason's gone, who who the heck knows what they're gonna do? 
So it, it's going to be exciting to see. And, you know, the mock drafters right now have got to be going nuts because, you know, now now what? Now what are they going to do for the Rams? Because, you know, they were they had all these different ideas. And then Sue, Sue came into the picture and things started to change. Now Sue's signed. You know, every mock drafter is going to have to go out and do a whole new edition now just because of the Rams. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens this year at the draft for the Rams. And, you know, you're all right. They all know what we need. And, you know, I, I, that's where you need those uh, bowling balls, you know, for uh, <laughs> for a pair because you're going to have to see something happen. Well, and it's not just the Rams either, by the way. I mean, like we, I mentioned this just last night. I don't remember a draft where so much has been unsettled. Like in the past, for many years, mock drafts came pretty close to being the same. And you generally knew where a person's going to be picked. This time around, we have no freaking clue. The Browns have been active. We now we we've seen the Jets get active. We the Bills we can assume are going to move up. They're we're going to see a run a quarterback somewhere. Who knows what's going to happen? This is one of those years where you can just sit there and throw darts at a wall. And maybe, maybe it'll hit somewhere. I think you can see four out of the first five picks be quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's not impossible. And that's good for the Rams. The more quarterbacks in the first round, the better. Who? Yep. Wait, who picks five? Um, I believe that's now. No, the Colts are six. I'm pretty sure the Jets are six. Hang on, I'm pulling this up. Well, the Jets moved up to three, right? Yeah. The yeah. Jets, Denver. Okay. Denver's five. Yeah. So I guess you could see four quarterbacks. Yep. Well, I think Denver will trade down. I think Denver's going to trade down probably to the Bills if the if the quarterback the Bills want is there. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, you could also see who else? The Cardinals well, move up. Yeah. And I don't think it's a sure thing that the Giants are going to draft a quarterback. I'd say it's likely, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that's definitive. I think the Giants are going after a particular running back that everybody's been talking yeah. about. Really? Gee, who would that be? <laughs> Gosh. Great Mason. Great Mason. <laughs> hey, he wants to play again, you know. Hey, I hope so, man. He had a he had a weird run here. I, I would root for him if he came back. Well, I, I he keeps his sanity first, and then we'll talk about playing football. Well, that that's what I'm rooting for. Well, maybe well, Cleveland. Maybe Cleveland will take two quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, would, they're, I, they're one geez. and four. <laughs> yeah, the, I can't believe that that's like a thing that people are saying might happen. Like that, that's not going to happen. That'll never happen. I think they're going to take. They're going to take either if Barkley's there, they may take Barkley, but I think they'll probably take make a Fitzpatrick if at four, if he's there. Yeah, that's what they'll probably do. They they need secondary help so bad. And of course, hey, they went and got our boy. Hopefully, he can stay healthy, Mister EJ Gaines. They went and got yeah. him for a pretty cheap price, but they still need some safety help, and they they have their safety in there now too. So, I think that they'll go after Fitzpatrick. If Chubb falls, maybe they maybe they take Chubb. We'll see. Yep. All right, guys. I, I we I mean I think we've covered it all, and you know we can turn the Twitter and see if Lesney's done something in the last forty five minutes. We can hope, right? <laughs> Nothing. Oh. So, any final thoughts? My name is Sue. How do you do? 
It's a I great that, day, man. I had that running through my head all day today. <laughs> I think someone actually put the whole song on Facebook earlier. It was on Twitter. It was on Twitter. Yeah. All right. So we're heading off, folks. We're going to be on later this week. We're going to do a, um, a full Sioux breakdown. We'll get the numbers out there for you. We'll, you know, our big dog here, Norm, will we'll break down his role in the defensive line, what we, what we can expect to see from him, and how he'll fit with Aaron Donald. So later this week, we'll, we'll get down the X and O's of it. Tonight was just about the reactions. Again, hey, follow us, please. Follow us. Review us, please. Five-star reviews. We had that contest. If our gift certificate for NFLshop.com, reviews on iTunes, subscribe. Also on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Android, Google Play. And, of course, we're on the air, iBeatRadio.com, on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. and on the weekends as well. Check it out. And sometimes other days of the week, too, we get surprised. We get surprised when we get put on there, especially when we have breaking news like this. So we might be on tomorrow on IE Beat Radio for all we know. And there you go. That'd be cool. All right, guys. Well, for Steve, for Norm, we'll see you soon. Adios. Peace. control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. The NBA is back. Where else can a city this loud be this left on? And 30 feet is still in range. Where else is history still in the making? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.